Welcome to the ChargerCast, a podcast brought to you by the Student Services Leadership Team at Stagg High School. Tune into our SSLT podcast for tons of great information about your future. Hey everyone, before we start the podcast today, we wanted to let you know that the audio for this recording got a bit choppy in places. We still think it's great information, so of course we wanted to get it to you. Today's show is for anyone curious about getting into the field of psychology. As the recording begins, our host is talking to two local therapists about how they got into this field. Angela is a 2016 graduate of STAG and is joined by her colleague Nitya in this podcast. We apologize for our recording issues, but we know you'll learn a lot from our guests regardless. To work in the medical field and hospitals and things like that. And eventually I realized that I liked talking one-on-one with people. I really liked that having that conversation and being there and that led me into becoming a counselor because that's what I do every single day now okay. yeah. um and then hi my name is Angela so um originally when I was interested in terms of psychology um it was really unexpected um i first kind of went in as a music major. Um, I wanted to be a music teacher and I kind of told the story a little bit earlier and it was funny. Um, it fell into a little bit of peer pressure from the family of like, you're not going to make any money and you're going to be poor. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be poor. Um, so I went into different kind of majors, fell in love with psych, was like, oh, this is fun. I could talk for hours. Um, found a little bit more about mental health, enjoyed it. And kind of the rest was history there. All right, amazing. Um, can tell me what your favorite part about your job is, uh, if, if you have one, or is there like key highlights uh, in your in your career that were like really spectacular? Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite parts per se would definitely be how amazing it is that for a person to find someone that they can trust for maybe it's the first time they learn to trust maybe it's the first time they learn to really have a solid connection with someone and the difference that just that one connection can make with someone and how much they can really grow and develop and be i would definitely say not better but um evolve right evolve into um a more open and honest and social and it's just the amazing things that talking can simply do Right, like the power that talking has, the verbal aspect of it. Um, so that's it for me. Yeah. I think echoing off that, I would say my um, the thing that I find most interesting, the the thing that always sticks with me, is a very similar thing to what Angela was talking about, which is the the power of stories, the power of having a space where you can be authentically yourself and creating that space with every person who comes in. And I think that is a, um, an honor that I take very seriously, and I, I think I always will. Um, I find that that's beautiful. And how do you incorporate um, that trust and your belief into working towards good? Uh, in terms of the community, when you were in college or in high school, was there something um, that like sparked or like, the, towards your career um or is there like was there like um i know you talked about how, oh you just loved psychology in your uh, college about like what about you in the like was there like a spark in your ninth grade class or something like that which is like which got you involved with psychology or social work yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. I um, I remember being in high school and kind of having that pressure of needing to like figure out what are we going to do? Like, what is the career? What's the major? What is like, which school are you going to go to? And the only answer that I had at that time was I wanted to help people. And that took me first, I wanted to go into nursing. And then I wanted to become a physician's assistant, which is kind of in the medical field side of things. Um, because I, I realized through high school and doing community college and doing gen ads, meeting people, that it was really important for me to have flexibility in my work life. Um, I did not really come into psychology until I went to UIC um, after I finished my time at the community college um, because I was looking at what majors I wanted to take. And I realized that I've always been interested in psychology because well, like my grandpa was, you know, he had anxiety, he had depression, and that was like the first experience for me of anyone having anything like that. It was not a spoken about thing in Indian cultures to talk about mental health or talk about therapy or anything like that. So he was my first exposure to the concept and I realized I wanted to know more about it. And that's why I went into neuroscience. That's why I wanted to learn how the brain worked. And then I realized further down the road in terms of um, like my career that like after working in a hospital, after working in a setting of um, like a medical setting, that like I was saying before, like I really like talking one on one with people. That was the thing that drew me to work every day. So I decided to make it a career. Mm -hmm. And what, oh, you already answered that question. Um, but <laughs> I kind of like, I feel like many high school students, uh, especially on stack, resonate with that discomfort of having to go through mental health or um, their families having to go through mental health because it is such a, a, stereotypical, a stereotypical bad thing to talk about. It's, um, it's shamed upon. So do you think there are steps uh, that high school students could take uh, to not change, but like, to create uh, a more open uh, environment for their families or their friends to talk about um, that kind of area? Yeah. Um, I would say start with yourself. Be curious about yourself, learn about yourself, talk with other people. Um, as you work on being true to who you are, that spark just goes out, that light goes out even further. And even if it's not with the language of like therapy or mental health that people are talking about, I think it creates a space of being authentic and that in itself is so healing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you actually, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, no, just to kind of agree with her. Mm -hmm. I think that especially for me in high school, I was definitely someone I was not. <laughs> it was definitely someone I was not um, all the time. And I think highlighting that is really important. Like be your authentic self. Um, now is kind of the time for you to kind of start doing that, um, especially in adulthood. You know, it's so much more work to work a nine to five or a job and have to start learning who you are as a person. Like learn that now is kind of the time for you to do it. Take advantage of the time that you have to really know yourself. And is that the main takeaway that high school students should get? Um, do you have any like hardcore career advice for an eighth grader who's coming into high school or ninth grader um, 
a sophomore who wants to be in psychology, but uh, fast stack, they want to be the best at everything, right? So we're really competitive. Do you have any advice for those kids who want to be the best of the best in, the, in that psychological field, I guess? I think I would actually take away and say, it's okay if you're not. Mm -hmm. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the best at a lot of things, mm -hmm. but sometimes you get better by saying you're not good at something and being really honest and it comes back to your authentic mm -hmm. self. It's okay to not be good at everything. Sometimes mm -hmm. you are not good and you become good. Mm -hmm. So I definitely say be comfortable with the idea of learning to grow. Um, if you come in with this kind of mindset that you're good at everything, I've definitely learned this the hard way. You get knocked down pretty fast when you have other people who are open to the idea of learning more. Um, so I definitely say and recommend like, yes, be curious, be studious, like invest in yourself, invest in what you want to learn to do. Um, but be comfortable with the idea of not being good at it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think um, just jumping off of that, right? Like being curious means that you have an open field, right? If the only goal, if, if your goal is to get to one place, then that's what you focus on. That takes away from the authenticity of curiosity and exploring, right? Um, and that's really important because like that exploring is where you will learn things about yourself that you never expected to learn. And that will contribute to yourself as a person, who you are in any field that you go in, and even more so as a therapist, because it's like we create authenticity by being that ourselves. Right? So you learn pretty fast that like if you're being fake in session or something like that, it's not going to work, right? People are not going to feel comfortable. And that's really important. Mm -hmm. Are there any like hurdles that you had to go through in your career? Um, you told you said... Uh, not being authentic, but yeah. is there any like hardcore challenges that you had to really overcome? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of the psych field, I've had to deal with a lot of um, internalized and even in the field in general. And I think it's important that you speak on this, too, um, is definitely internalized. I had misogynistic professors i've had um we are in a field that in in theory is systemically set for white people right so there's definitely challenges to where i was learning about the, the idea of psych and some of the theories that were taught and i'm like this wouldn't work for people like me this wouldn't work for people of color um, and I was learning about it and I had this really internal thing, like, do I want to keep studying this if it's not really what I feel like is for me? Um, so definitely challenges on that. Um, the type of school that I went to, and I'm going to dunk on them because <laughs> I think it's so important, was really Christian. So they gave a lot of things from the Christian perspective. Um, that was my own decision. Um, I totally went into that knowing it and I still was like, yeah, I could do it. A lot of internal conflict happened there. Um, especially so you deal with the religious aspect of this idea of oh you know just pray it'll be okay and this other notion of oh you know you're a woman of color you know and so you're in this really competitive field that is sometimes dominated so a lot of internal challenges mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think like completely echoing what you're saying right like our 
the theories that we learn, a lot of psychology, even if like even going outside of just therapy, if you look at the field of psychology, if you look at research, a lot of the research is based and and like a lot of the participants that the research is based on is like white middle class families, right? Which I'm glad and I'm glad that the research has been done to help them, but also recognizing that it's not going to apply for everyone. And I think it's really like, it's really important to know that, especially when you work um, with like people of color, when you work with queer people, when you work with like um, anyone who is like, has an identity that is outside of the um, heteronormative like space, majority space, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a lot of internal work, I think, as a woman of color in the field to do every time. Yeah. And when you work with clients, when you work like for myself as, as a professional, like working on like imposter syndrome and like what it means to be oh, yeah. in the field and all that kind of stuff, like that comes up. And it's a lot of internal work, I think, um, to that I've done to feel comfortable in who I am as, as a therapist, who I am as a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are there any cliches that you had to go um, that like that like most people don't see uh, of psychologists? Um, what's like behind the scenes of it? Like what's your nine to five and, and the five to nine after that? Yeah, then... I think I think just in general. I think in terms of mental health professionals, we have a really hard time of letting go of work. We carry a lot of stuff home, and we've talked about this for sure. We stay after, and we're chatting, and we're like, I'm I'm thinking about this one situation, this one situation a client is going through, and I cannot detach from it. We have a word for that. It's called counter-transference, right? I see myself and who I'm seeing. Um, and it's really hard. And we come up with this idea of, like, once you walk out that door, you're not taking home anything. But yet here we are working on notes. <laughs> so I think it's this important idea of burnout is very common. Mm-hmm. Um, we carry a lot of what we feel and see at work home. And we, it's, it's not to put it on the clients, like, that's our job, right? That is our job to hold it for you or place it in this space until you're ready to come back, Right. So I think just a lot of that, um, definitely a reminder, like we're human too. Like I assure you five minutes before our telehealth, like I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm, I'm listening to songs on Spotify. I'm relaxing. I'm doing stuff. I'm hanging out. Um, so I think definitely that like we're human. We do stuff too. I'm getting coffee. I'm like a minute late, you know? Um, so just, it carries on. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think like, um, yeah, just going off of what you're saying, it is that thing of like, you know, the, I think when we're talking about like nine to five, five to nine, all that kind of stuff, like, I think it's, it's, we're lucky to be in a position where we can have flexibility with our nine to five. We both work in private practice and it allows for that. But outside of it, I think it is a lot of managing social battery as an introvert it's running low all the time right and it's really like what makes it like my job is something that is fun I really enjoy doing it and that matters so much Mm -hmm. because like I've been in jobs where I you know like yeah it wasn't a thing not the vibes not the vibes um and I think like not to say that the job itself is like bad it's just it wasn't a good fit 
yeah. it wasn't something that I was like passionate about coming into work every day and like having that like presence and all that kind of stuff right so I think that that's that's really like really really important yeah yeah and I can definitely say with like full on full honesty and transparency i haven't ever hated a day of work no like no. at all i that's don't dream. ever that's the dream right yeah. and i'm living it and i'm like oh i'm so grateful shout out to julie we love her love julie love julie she's our boss um but she's amazing um and she provides like those values there so it's finding a place that has those values that you share and it's like a perfect fit yeah. i love that yeah. I mean, it's the jobs where, like, you can have a difficult day, you can have a challenging yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not, not liking coming to work. Yeah, I don't wake up dreading work. No. And I can say with confidence, neither of us do. Yeah. Love what we do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, here at Stag, I believe that, like, when, like, talking to other people from other schools or other states um, or other districts, I find that we're, like, very... We're very unique and specialized in that. Obviously, any school could say that, but truly, like in terms of uh, the atmosphere, it's uh, much more different. I, I could I, I could go into halls, and I could hear more languages than I'm in New York Times or something like that. It was just uh, it's incredibly diverse. Do you think uh, there are like advantages of being a stack student, um, and how could like how could that could carry out in your career and your future career as well? And do you think there are like yeah life lessons from being uh from being here at stag because it initially is tough you know um but i feel like everyone has their advantages uh, uh and disadvantages and just the best way to move forward in life is to assess those things and uh and see how could they work for you yeah i actually went to stag so yeah. i graduated um back in 2016 so I was here for four years. All of my sisters went here. I have a sister here now. <laughs> I was like, you, you're familiar with it. Yeah. Um, but one of the advantages um, of being at this school specifically, and I think just the district in general, is there's a lot of resources. You guys are like right near the city, not too far. Um, there's a lot of schools around the area. Um, so definitely, the, even the resources provided in the school, that's a lot compared to some that... Um, I've been seeing absolutely like a lot right so there's a lot of um I would definitely say that's what I'm looking for I do this often um just a lot of time and dedication and resources placed here to make it more accessible for students to thrive forward um like AP psych some people don't even have psych um so you guys have the AP psych you guys have college visits Moran's like right down the street so if you're really interested you know you can take a peek so it's just the placement of the school, the resources, the time and energy that professionals are placing here, you know, guidance counselors, teachers. I, I can say with dedication, I've loved some teachers here. They were a great. They talked about it. Um, I think they're still here. Um, but I definitely say definitely the resources that are being provided here mm -hmm. are good. Yeah. I know. Can you, like, specify, like, which, which clubs, which resources to take? control of in the school because there is such a, a wide array of things that you could see but yeah a freshman could be anxious or worried about like hey what's my career looking like if they want to go into psychology and that career track do you have any like recommendations of the specific classes or clubs that they should definitely look into yeah 
I would suggest if you're interested in psych, take the take the psych courses that are here. Um, they're really good. Um, I'm saying that, but I actually never went to them. So <laughs> I'm guessing off just knowing about the teachers themselves. So I'm taking a gander here. Um, I definitely say STAG also does invest in things like arts. So that helps for people who oftentimes struggle with or are dealing with anxiety or even things like depression, which are fairly common, um, especially in high schoolers. Like it's you're learning about yourself. You're going to feel a lot of emotions. It's going to be there and it's going to be present. Um, so things like I know you guys have a drama club and you guys have guitar and you guys have art and you guys have photography. So it's like all of these things that you can learn about yourself and learning about yourself is like like bottom of the line my body connection all the time you're always in, interconnected with yourself so i was like that's what i got <laughs> and you know is there like any general recommendations um for a high school sophomore that could uh i want to bolster up their career and i want to like what about internships um do you have any recommendations for those yeah, I would say like one of the things that is really helpful working in therapy is knowing about the mind and body, right? So any work that you can do to kind of understand how the brain works, understand how the body works, understand how people work. And you can do that anywhere. Like echoing off of what Angela was saying, you can like you can do that in a drama club. You can do that in writing class um, because all of... A, a lot of the studying that we do is studying of people. Even when you're learning about geography, you're learning about people. Right. right. So with that, I think like following your interests because that is investment in yourself. And if you're interested specifically in psychology and, and you know, looking into the work that you can do in terms of like the most exposure you can get to other people and learning other people. And I think that's an, that's an advantage because as you were saying at like STAG, it's a very diverse group of, of students, right? And I, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I did not go here, so I'm not as sure, but like diverse faculty as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think that that in itself is like, as you were saying, like that's part of the advantage mm -hmm. that you get going to a school like STAG. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think our time is running low. Uh, do you have any last words to say or uh, any phrases that I could uh, that would be beneficial to all yeah so <laughs> um, one is I always hear about this and I think it's really important to remind ourselves um, I hear this a lot and I say this a lot like everything that's psychological is biological and everything that's biological is psychological your mind and body are always connected so um, take the time again to like really know yourself um, another phrase that I started using is do it, um, blank, right? And what I mean by that is oftentimes you say we can't do something because we're anxious, because we're sad, because we're upset, but it's okay. Like do it while I'm anxious. I'm going to do it while I'm anxious. I'm going to do it while I'm sad. I'm going to do it while I'm upset. Just do it. Right. Why not? Right. So I remind myself that all the time. Like I'm going to do this session, even if I'm anxious, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to go ahead and see this new client even though I'm upset or have I had a rough day. So those are some constant reminders that I do tell myself and I think are important to remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. I 
think um, kind of jumping off of that, right, is it's important to build trust within yourself. And you do that by doing it, right? Like, yeah, everyone, like, there is not one person who is never scared. There is never one person who's never anxious, who's never sad. Those are human emotions. It's important to feel them, right? And you can still work towards your goal. You don't have to have everything figured out in order to take that next step, right? You're building that trust with yourself um, and the ability to know that you'll figure it out. Because there are other people who have figured it out who are in similar positions that you have. Yeah. Life is crazy. Life is crazy. Life is crazy. crazy. All right. That's the main point, guys. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been wonderful talking to you. Um, And I'm sure that the students here are going to love this. Um, Hearing about your takes, your opinions, and your stories, and how you got to your career. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate your I appreciate your time here. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. You've been listening to the Charger Cast, a podcast by the SSLT at Stag High School. Head over to your favorite podcast player to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes.